Good morning and welcome back to a brand new episode of Motherhood on Mondays with me, your host, Jessica Olsum. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. I hope you guys are enjoying your summers so far. Isn't it crazy to think that in just a few short months, we are going to be in back to school season? I feel like summer has just started but here we are in like the biggest chunk of summer july and it's just really ramping up over here but i'm excited for today's podcast because i just really want to share this topic with you guys and today i'm going to be sharing from my life experiences so this is more of a advice and telling you guys from my personal experience with my walk of faith of how I have overcome hurt and betrayal and how I have um, learned to let go of the root of bitterness and grudges in my life and how I've learned to give those things to God truly in a way of letting it go and um, not having as big of a struggle in holding on to those areas when I've been betrayed or hurt by people and I'm very fortunate that I I am in this place but let me tell you the only reason I am in this place is because God has done a work in me of where he has transformed areas of my heart to be more like him where it did not always used to be that way so I know that this is a topic that a lot of us can struggle with and I've always been more of a human being that um, is black and white I've always been the more logical type of woman I love facts I like the black and white I have have never been the overly emotional uh, type of woman so if you're someone maybe that gets your feelings hurt really easily um, maybe I can offer some insight on how to handle hurt and betrayal and forgiveness and grudges when maybe that's not something that you find yourself being very good at so if that sounds interesting to you if you love gospel centered motherhood or even if you're just someone that loves god and you want to hear um just from my walk in my life um let's jump into it So if you haven't heard my story, I talk a lot about my testimony in one of my first podcasts. And if you haven't listened to my testimony, it's really important because I talk about my childhood and all the things that I walked through. And I had a really rough upbringing that could very easily be the type of story that, you know, could could have resulted in a lot of bitterness and anger that the world would rightfully say I would be rightful to like have those things but by the grace of God God has delivered me from a lot of my childhood I'm healed from it and I walk forward in freedom in Christ but it has not always been the case I have walked through a lot of personal hurt and betrayals in my life I've always seemed to be that really kind person to a fault of where for me I'm really black and white and for me I operate from a place of integrity and that's something that's very important to me my integrity my morals 
Uh, my ethics have always been things that are important to me and justice as well. So it, it, that's kind of a framework of who I am as a person. I've always operated from that place. I was raised by parents that taught us to be really kind and really thoughtful. They always taught us to jump in and help when we had a chance. We were always volunteering in church to do things for free and with a grateful heart. And that's how my parents raised us is to be quick to see someone that needed help and to jump in. Um, And we were also raised in an environment of where it kind of raised us to be kind of like people pleasers um, because we were always trying to um, not poke the bear and end up in, you know, a situation where, you know, the adults surrounding us, you know, were angry with us. So kind of walking on eggshells in a way. And it's kind of uh, created some negative perspectives in me. As a young child, I was a people pleaser. But I would also, I was so kind and so thoughtful to a point that I just let people walk all over me. So I've had quite a few instances throughout life and I think the first instance um, I can think of was in high school so I was raised half homeschooled half in the public school system my mom would put us in take us out put us in take us out I talk about it in a different podcast where I don't oh have I not released that podcast I don't know if I've released it I have a podcast where I talk about homeschooling and I talk about it, but I don't think I've released it yet. So maybe I'll have to release that one soon. Um, I talk about why my parents put me in and out of homeschooling. And eventually my mom put us into school for high school. And I was homeschooled. And we, my parents were very strict with us. We were very polite. Our manners, you know, those were all things that were very important to them. So in high school, I was the homeschooler that was weird I loved my own sense of fashion but I was also known for being kind of like the life of the party like I would have a good time I had the ability of giving people a good safe fun time to be around me I had fun I did fun things all within the boundaries of what were created for me and so people I would just hang out with whoever I was kind to everyone and what would happen was since I was homeschooled, there would be other students that would get put into school and they would be homeschooled and I would befriend homeschooling students that were coming into high school and kind of be like their guide. And we would become best friends. I would become best friends with these homeschoolers right away because we were the same type of people. Um, But myself being very secure in who I was and my identity in Christ, I was not easily swayed by peer pressure in high school. So what would happen was I would get into these friendships with people and friends. And inevitably what would happen was, um, I think what, being in my 30s now, you kind of feel like this is a little bit more typical of girls. But inevitably these homeschoolers would get pulled away by the popular crowd, by the worldly crowd. They get pulled away. And I would lose friendships a lot. And I would kind of just get left in the dust while these really pretty cute homeschoolers that came from better families than mine would kind of just leave me in the dust because, you know, my life wasn't perfect. My home wasn't perfect. And the shiny popularity crowd had a lot to offer. And so I was well 
acquainted with losing friends. My sophomore year of high school, I decided to try out for the cheerleading team. And um, I had a sister that also wanted to try out for the cheerleading team. And we've since mended this part of our relationship. It's water under the bridge. I made the cheer team and she didn't. And it created a lot of drama and a lot of heartache and there were people in my sophomore year that decided to make it kind of their goal to bully me and I ended up being an outcast and bullied throughout my sophomore junior and senior years of high school I also had an issue with where I would just tell a lot of really white lies and so when these people found that out they brought that to light and I became an outcast. And obviously that was something I caused. Um, I had a lot of bad things happening at home that I didn't want people to know. I just wanted to cover up the fact that I didn't grow up in a family that was perfect. And so I lost a best friend to that and it created a lot of drama where I just had no friends in high school and I still had God, I still had my relationship with him and I had at this point a pretty solid footing in who I was in Christ. And so I experienced a lot of betrayal and hurt in um, high school. So after um, my one of my friendships imploded and I ended up being kind of an outcast, I realized, you know what, like this is a really good learning experience. You can't lie. And people would ask me what happened in the relationship. And I was honest and I was truthful in that. I said, you know what, I knew in that moment I had two options and the option was who what is my view of God and who God is and who is my identity in or am I going to choose to go about handling this in a human way and I've always had this saying that I've always said that the way we react to things though the way we talk the way we think it all kind of points to who we view God is and what we think of God and when it comes to these moments of where the rubber meets the road what are we going to decide in that moment do we serve a great big God who's sovereign or are we going to choose the latter and choose to go about things our own way in our own human understanding and um, I was honest and I told people I had an issue with telling the truth and um, I didn't handle the drama within that relationship well and I could have done better and I'm trying to be better and that's not the first time that that has happened to me if I've had other situations happen of where I got out of high school and I was still learning from my anger and bitterness that I had with my mom and my dad of just constantly seeing parents that fought and seeing parents that talked about each other in unhealthy ways um, in front of their children. And I just remember asking God to take away my anger and my like bitterness towards my parents. And God walked me through a process of that with my parents of where I had to learn that I was clenching a lot of wounds really tightly because I felt like if I let go and forgave them 
if I like let go and said it was okay for God to take care of that, that I didn't need to worry about it, that I was letting those people off. And what I didn't actually realize in that moment was that by holding on to those things, I wasn't getting like I wasn't getting any justice, but in reality I was just poisoning myself. So I handled those situations in high school. And then I got out of high school and my parents basically told me I needed to get a job. And then basically at 18, I kind of got not kicked out, but my parents told me, like, you need to move out. And I had an older sister who graciously let me move in with her. And I was very fortunate to have that help. But I still was in this, like, people-pleasing um type of frame and just like needing to be kind to a fault and letting people basically just do bad things to me and I had a myriad of just myriad of just horrible roommates and when I met my last roommate who actually introduced me to Thomas by the way my husband um we were going through a period of time where I was living with a roommate that just was not a great situation And there was just stuff happening there that in my Christian faith, I could not be a part of. And I drew this kind of line in the sand. And what ended up happening was this person painted me out to be the awful person in this situation. And spread awful rumors about me, um, told people all these things about me. Um, And I'm not saying that. You know, and when I talk about these things, I'm not saying that I'm perfect in these situations at all with these friendships that I've had with people where hurt has occurred or where awful things have been done to me. I've had money take stolen from me, basically. Uh, I've had awful things happen of where just things have happened and rumors have been spread about me. And um, I eventually came to this catalyst with this roommate of where this roommate gave me one, one day's notice and moved out and I had to figure out how to pay 900 extra dollars in rent by myself and I called my parents and the advice that I got from them was go to the money tree and get a loan so there was no easy outs for me in these situations of where I had these situations and these relationships with people where I was hurt. I had my character defamed. I had people go to my younger siblings and tell them awful things about me, trying to turn my own siblings against me. Against me, And then I also had just fractured relationships in my home over bad things happened to me from people that were supposed to raise me and be around there for me. And they fell short. And I remember so many times where I would ask God the question, why? And I talk about this a lot in my in my podcast called The Trauma Generation. And just all the realizations I've had in this. So I've had a lot of opportunities of where bad things have happened to me. And so you're probably like, okay, get to how you handle hurt and betrayal and not holding on to bitterness not holding on to anger and not holding on to those hurts of where you're like, I really just want justice here. And here is what it comes down to. Here is my statement for this. 
this is where in our faith as Christians, we have to have a moment of where rubber meets the road. And there can be a couple things that kind of determine this. And this was a moment in my faith of who do I believe God is? Do I actually believe that? And when the times get tough, am I going to bank on those promises or not? Is God who he says he is or is he not? Um, And the second thing is, is when we realize that it is us and our sins that put God on the cross, when you fully realize the weight of that and you realize that we each were the sinner that was the vile sinner that put God on that cross, it really humbles you in how you handle things with other people. So the first one being is this is like a rubber meets the road type of scenario is what you know about God is it true is what God, is what and who God says he is is that what you know to be true and what you bank on because if you believe that God is true and that God is good all the time if you believe that God is sovereign we need to be banking on those things and we also need to be believing in those things and operating out of those things and so often we say yeah we believe those things and then we come into those scenarios and we react the opposite but and what does that show us it shows us what we believe about god and essentially for me what it what had to happen is i had to put god in the perspective of who god was and so often we have this view of god that's very limiting that is very small and our view of who god is over our lives can so often times be small and so we need to remember who god is and just the first thing that comes to mind when you think about god tells you what you think about god there's like a saying that says the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about god is basically like what you think of him and for me i'm like all powerful almighty big big god and so often we have a very small view of who god is and when we have a small view of who god is and what he's done for us that's going to affect how we interact with the world around us and the people that are around us so first of all what is your view of god in your life is god is god who he says he is is god sovereign to you in your life or is he not and I speak frankly because I think sometimes we try and like gloss these things up with really easy words and sentences and make it so sound flowy and fruity and nice to the ears. But is to me, it really came down to is God, is God who he says he is to me in my life or do I not believe that? And a lot of us will get to a point of where we hit that bumper of where we need to be ready to step into the deep end with God. And a lot of us are operating in this really shallow place with God where it feels safe, it feels comfortable, it's easy. We still kind of get to do things our own way. We still get to make these decisions based on what our view of justice is. And that's a, a fine place to be when you're starting out your walk with God. But that's not where God wants to leave us. God wants us to get into the deep end with Him. 
and I was operating in this place with these like relationships where I had like my view of my morals and my integrity but I still would have those moments of like where God I just want justice these people are horrible people they're doing awful things to me and God would speak to me in those moments and one of the one of the good things that God taught me throughout encountering hard things with people of where I was being betrayed where I was being stabbed in the back and that was that was the thing he showed me was that just because someone treats me awful does not then give me permission as a Christian to uh, treat them with a lack of integrity because we so often will justify treating people a certain way because we feel like people need to earn it. And as Christians, that's not not how it works. Um, someone treating you horribly as a Christian does not justify you um, walking away from your integrity as a Christian. And so often, we as Christians, we can be very fickle and we will look at people in our lives and how they treat us and we'll measure that in how we treat them. We'll allow that to compromise our integrity as Christians and our obedience as Christians to the Bible. And so someone will do something awful to us and we just take that as like a justification for not being a person of integrity and what that really shows is actually that we really do lack integrity and we're actually quite immature but just because someone treats you poorly does not mean you get to treat them that way but walking through these experiences and holding on to my integrity and not falling into like the pettiness or like the justice I've also realized that in 99% of the situations of where I've handled things with integrity, even if it's not perfect, um, maybe I've messed up, maybe I've said things that aren't necessarily the kindest, maybe I've said something really abruptly. (coughs) A lot of the relationships have, have been fractured, but the people that saw how I handled that situation, they have seen God operate through me and how I've decided to handle those situations. I've had people come to me later on and have told me and told me like I didn't know at the moment that this was going on but now on this side like you are right you handled yourself with grace and integrity and I've had parents come back to me and say say I wish you were my daughter. Not then that's like obviously I want the best for these people's kids. And I the only thing I can say is only by the grace of God because it's not my works in me, it's God. Um <clears throat> I recently sorry I'm coughing because my throat was dry. I recently ran into one of the moms of one of my old friends of where our relationship blew up and I was kind of left kind of being the one that was a loner that didn't have a ton of friends and she had made a comment about um this friend uh to not think too much about what they posted on social media or something like that and I just looked at her and I said to be honest with you I only wish the best for anyone that I've ever come come 
you know, in contact with. I was like, I don't keep up with people, but I am, I was like, I think when you get to my age, you realize you've only got here by the grace of God. And she's like, that's a very wise thing to say. And I'm like, only because God, like God did this, not me. This is not my own works. And it was a moment of where I was like, God, now it's like been 12 years, 13 years since that friendship ended. I was like, I got to have this encounter with this woman and encourage her of where what would have happened if I had handled that fallout with a lack of integrity or a lack of trusting you. And I think when we get hurt and I think when we get betrayed, we want justice because we don't want to be wronged. And I think sometimes as Christians, we get so tied into all the promises of being blessed in scripture that we forget the correct posture we're supposed to have in our hearts as Christians. And when we run into those betrayals, I think that perspective really messes us up and doesn't do us well. Because when you look at the Bible and you look at how Christians should be expected to be treated, we really need to enter into the world with the expectation to be treated poorly for the sake of Christ. And so often we get offended because how dare you disrespect me? How dare you wrong me? But if you look at Jesus and how he handled betrayal with his friends, you know, going to the garden and asking his friends to pray for him and they kept falling asleep, you know, and you saw him retort back at them. Like, could you not even stay awake, you know, for an hour and then, you know, being betrayed by Judas and ultimately Jesus, when it came to those things, he ultimately trusted in God's calling for his life and knowing that he was walking out the will of God. And can you imagine if Jesus responded to us how we responded to people when people betray us? And, you know, think about having an encounter with Jesus of where you've betrayed Jesus. Now imagine if he acted the way that we so often treat people in our lives when they betray us, you know? You know, we say horrible things, we cut people off, we're quick to cast judgment. And now imagine if Jesus did that to us, but he didn't. He, he loved us and to truly love us, he laid down his life for us. And he's a perfect example of that. He was hurt and betrayed so many times, yet he never fought back. He never struck, you know, he never struck out. He handled it with this understanding of who God was and ultimately the bigger, greater plan. So what is your view of God in your life? Do you have a small view of who God is in your life and his sovereignty and how he ordains things in your life? Or are you more of this smaller picture of where it's hard to look past the one moment in your life? I would encourage you to understand that God is thinking in this big picture scope of our lives and his goal for us isn't necessarily to not walk through life unoffended but God's purpose for us as we walk through life is to sanctify us through every scenario through every hurt through every betrayal it's all for God's purpose and his glory so when you approach things from not just looking at this small picture scope 
but you have this big view of who God is and what his plans are and truly understanding where we fit in the equation, right? So often we put ourselves as a big person in the equation and put God in this this small box. And in reality, we need to be elevating God to where he needs to be in our lives. And when we're dealing with things like bitterness and with hurt and betrayal, we want to really hold on to those things because we don't truly trust in God and we don't truly trust in his promises and we're hurt and we're wounded and we're like scared little animals that want to not be touched because we're afraid and in reality we're making it 10 times worse and God is sitting there saying you can hand this to me you can trust me with this betrayal stop fighting stop being like you know in my head I imagine a possum that's injured and very angry where his son at Jesus and God is like trying to gently coax us to open up our hands with this hurt and betrayals and say give it to me you know walk out forgiveness because in reality the free the forgiveness when we forgive people we think we're letting people off the hook but we're really freeing ourselves and you're handing it to God to work through that scenario. And sometimes we don't get to know what that scenario looks like. And that's what I've had to do multiple times with both my parents, not, you know, giving it to God, walking out what forgiveness looked like, even if it was hard, understanding that my view of myself and what I was as a sinner before I came to accept Christ, understanding that it was just as much me that nailed Christ on that cross as it was the people that hurt me. I think so often we look at the people that hurt us and we're like, yeah, you're the type of person that nailed Jesus on the cross. And we think ourselves as better and we're not. We're not any better. So it's so important to have the correct mindset of not only our position position with Christ as sinners, but also the correct position of what we should be expecting in our lives as Christians when we're navigating the world. You know, I think it should be commonplace for us to understand we're going to be cheated, we're going to be hurt and betrayed. And so I think when we come into those scenarios and you understand that those things are going to happen, it gives you a lot better of a perspective of how to handle those things versus us expecting that people should disrespect us and treat us well. And it's kind of a world-centered perspective to walk around feeling entitled to respect, feeling entitled to be treated well, feeling entitled that everyone should have the same level of ethics and integrity as us. And if they don't, that gives us an excuse to treat them poorly when it really doesn't. And so all of these things that I've talked about have all shaped my overall worldview, but my worldview is centered in Christ. And when we start to pick out these identifiers in our worldview that aren't Christ-like, that aren't shaping our worldview to be Christ-centered, you can look at those things that are affecting how you handle hurt and betrayal, and you can say, oh, this doesn't fit. I need to switch that. And then also walking out, learning to trust in the Lord and in His promises of where you can truly get to a place of where you feel comfortable saying like, ouch, that really stung God but I've walked this out a couple times with you and we're going to walk out healing even though it hurts because we know that the bigger scope of this is my sanctification I know that this is for my good 
that you're going to get in there with water and hydrogen peroxide or whatever wound cleaning material. And God, this experience is for my sanctification. It's for your glory. And it's to make me more holy versus us viewing that hurt and betrayal as maybe something that hinders us, as something that maybe cuts us short. We really view those things through what Christ's goal is for us. And when you walk through those scenarios and you have that Christ-centered perspective, it really shapes how you view hurt and betrayal. Because now, when I walk through those things, and I've only shared a couple of handful of scenarios, and I've had a very black and white personality, so there's very many scenarios of where I've drawn a line in the sand or I've stepped up and I've spoken about something boldly, and I've had poor poor reactions from the other side of where people have cut me off, where people have said horrible things to me. There have been times that I've stepped down from leadership because I've realized, hey, I need to work on healing in this area before I can actually be qualified to go back out into this ministry place. And ultimately, what is your view of God? When the rubber meets the road, are you banking in God or are you continuing to live in the shallow end of your faith and your trust of who God is. Because when I was operating in that shallow place, I felt a constant need to hold on to the offenses that people had done against me. I thought about the time that this person had hurt me and how they deserved, you know, worse and how they did these horrible things to me, how I lost hundreds of dollars, how I had to go take out a loan for $900 and It was very, God brought me to a very humbling place where I realized, ouch, I am just as bad of a sinner in need of a holy God as those people that did me wrong. And while praise the Lord that God, you stepped in and this was your plan and you disciplined me in this moment and I got to have this painful learning experience. And so Let's challenge each other to stop living in the shallow end of our faith. And and I was really immature in my faith. And so I would constantly want to talk to people about the hurts. I'd constantly want to hash it out and vent about it and be frustrated about it. And I got to a point with myself of where I was like, Jessica, cut it out. And that sounds like really rude, you know, to say to someone, but, and really short, but as Christians, cut it out. (laughs) Cut it out. Do you believe in God or not? Stop saying you believe in God and going back on it. You know, like, stop going back to the milk when you should be going to the meat. And I think that's part of it is we're lazy. We want to indulge and we want to indulge in the flesh. And so cut it out. (laughs) And the next time you run into a scenario like that, say, do I believe in what I believe or am I going back? Am I going to go back in the shallow end? And let's start challenging, let's start challenging ourselves to actually go into the deep end where that deepness and that closeness and relationship with Christ is, or where we get that understanding of where we get to release a little bit more. And that's where God had to take me of where I was living in this shallow place. And God was like, no, I want to take you to the deep end but you keep putting your leg 
both on one side where you're living in this deep relationship with me, but you keep putting your foot back in the shallow end. And so who is God to you in your life? Have you recognized your position with Christ as a sinner that is humbling and realizing that we're not entitled to be treated a certain way because we're Christians? Look at the Bible. We truly are the outcasts of this world and we need to stop acting like we are outcasts that deserve royal treatment because where is our royal treatment going to be in heaven so we need to stop expecting that here and from the people around us and we need to start looking at every opportunity as how is this sanctifying me and how is this bringing me into deeper relationship with christ and how can i get into the deep end with God by pursuing Christ, by pursuing prayer, by pursuing disciplining my flesh so that it gets easier and easier and easier. Really, it comes down to a lot of discipline as well of where as Christians, we're just not disciplined in the faith. And we lack that because we're lazy and we want to indulge in the flesh because it feels fun. It's self-gratifying. And Let's stop living in the shallow end of our faith and go into the deep end of where we're handing over these hurts and betrayals instead of holding on to them. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of my experience with hurt and betrayal and what I've learned throughout that time of just when the rubber meets the road, what do we believe? Do you have a high view of God or a low view of God? What is your how do you view yourself in position of God? Is God a great, big, and mighty God? And do we recognize ourselves humbled as sinners, realizing what Christ did for us? And does that realization affect how we view other people? Do we view other people with the grace and compassion of understanding that they need Christ just as much as we did? Or are we having this expectation of we deserve to be treated a specific way. And when we realize that maybe we have an unbiblical perspective there, are you trading in that unbiblical perspective of how we're supposed to be treated? And are you trading it out for what the Bible says we're expected to be treated and that's as outcasts? Our reward is for us in heaven. Now, do we truly believe those things? And do we need to walk into the deep end with Christ? Take your foot off of the shallow end and get into the deep end with Christ. Examine your view of who God is in your life. Is it big or small? And when it comes to those hurts and betrayals or where it really, really hurts and you're walking out those things and you're saying, rubber meets the road. What do I believe about God? Who is God? Is he who he says he is? Do I believe those things? If you're saying, yes, I believe those things, then we need to trust that we can hand those things over to God and that his way is truly better than us physically getting justice on earth and that it's better than us getting um, the instant gratifications of our flesh. And the more and more you walk that out, the easier and easier it gets. But it is hard. It is hard to learn how to turn the other cheek. It is hard when you've been living in this shallow place with your relationship with God of where you maybe think of God in this really small box, it is really hard to say, okay, God, I'm trusting you with this. And it means working out your learning how to trust in God and truly giving 
over 100% controlled to Christ. So, this was a long podcast. I told myself I wasn't going to get long-winded with it. But I just hurt for all the people that live in this place of where they have bitterness. They have this sense of entitlement of wanting to get justice. When in reality, we're poisoning ourselves. We're trapping ourselves. We're literally locking the door on our own jail cell. When God is saying, let me unlock that door. You can trust me. My ways are way higher above yours. My ways are perfect. And therefore your sanctification and holiness. And that's way better than any worldly self-gratification that you might get in this moment from holding on to the bitterness or to the anger and to the hurt. And when you open up your hands and you give it to God, I promise he shows up in amazing ways. And you will be very blown away by just how great and awesome of a God is. He never will let you down with his expectations, with your expectations for him. And we're scared. And so we have to walk out that trust. But don't be scared. He's going to meet you there and he's going to blow you away. God has never let me down. People have let me down, but God will never let you down. You just need to trust him and open your hands and take your foot out of the shallow end and step into the deep end and don't look back. Well, guys, that is the podcast. It's very long. I'm so sorry it ended up this song, but I just kept talking and kept adding to it. But I'm just going to pray for you guys before we go. Dear God, I just pray for anyone that's listening to this who is struggling with hurt or betrayal and they don't know where to go from here. I remember so many scenarios of where I faced hurt and betrayal and there's been times I've wanted to take action of where I wanted to hold on to bitterness of where I haven't wanted to let it go and I've just wanted to hold on to it and I just pray that anyone that's listening to this that claims to be a believer that they would take this as a rubber meets the road moment in what do they really believe and do they believe in who you say you are And I pray it would challenge us to get out of the shallow end of our faith and step into the deep end. I pray that people listening to this would be challenged to take their foot out of the shallow end and really bank on the promises of who you say you are. You are a great God. And I pray that we would have the Christ-centered perspective on how we're supposed to be treated as Christians in the world, that we are outcasts, that we are not entitled to be treated well, that people treating us poorly does not justify us treating them horribly. That we just recognize that we need to have a Christ-centered perspective in how we deal with hurt and betrayal. But that you, we can trust in you, Lord. And that whoever's listening to this can trust in you and hand over that hurt. And that the gift that they get, freedom, is an amazing gift. And that that burden would be lifted off their shoulders. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, guys, well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast and just listening to my experiences in this. I really feel like I was talking to a friend right now and giving you encouragement and advice. And um, I hope that you could listen to this and um, be encouraged to let go of bitterness. I used to be the person that held on to every bitterness, every bitterness, every anger, 
and it tainted my view of the entire world and it affected how I treated people and it affected how I allowed myself to um, operate and react. And so I just pray that you would um, be encouraged by this podcast. But guys, that's the podcast today. I hope that you enjoyed it. Sorry it was so long. But I will see you guys next week for a brand new podcast. And I will see you guys next week. Bye, guys.